consistently now even though we're still getting that play on soundcloud the numbers are, are going up a lot of a lot of years of, of hard work finally paying off right lee um i hate to be the one to do it but i think we might have gotten spammed by some bots i don't i don't think i don't think there's much reason for optimism but we will uh <laughs> we're gonna soldier on regardless we're gonna continue to put out what we believe to be good content Numbers are numbers, numbers man. Numbers are numbers, exactly. I mean, hey. Hey, the bots, can they, they can hear, right? Does it even matter? I don't I, know. I think so. I mean, who knows what is consciousness at this point? Yep. You know, what are, what are we, you know, what's the future look like? We don't know. We don't know. Uh, Tommy, got a little uh, afternoon drink going? It's 5 o'clock somewhere? Yep. It's uh, 3.40 p.m. Pacific time, uh, Monday, Mezcal. Uh, mezcal and water with mezcal some frozen Mondays? berries. Mezcal Mondays with some frozen berries. Mm. Just did a hell of a shoulder workout. Just ate some meat and uh, it's on the mezcal. I applaud uh, this this drink. I, I'm just going to put that out there. I applaud it. Yeah, I've become, I've become very into uh, mezcal. No, I'm, I'm not saying nice the drink smoky. specifically. I'm saying just the concept of, of having a drink on on a Monday at 3.30. That's that should become a more normal thing. It's great, man. It's thank you. I I appreciate yeah, your, uh, your I'm solidarity. here for you, man. All right, we All got right. A, we got a lot of exciting little uh, topics here before we get to eventually this weekend. We're gonna start doing the divisional previews, uh, but first, just a little warm up for us before we get into that. This is, this is BJP season for for real. We can start getting those division previews. But I want to bring up a uh, little something we were talking about in our group chat and then said, hey, let's, let's save it for the pod. Um, so, so, Lee, I want to have a little, you know, Jordan Peterson, Sam Harris truth moment here. I'll just go, go back to the source. You texted Aaron Rodgers about Aaron Rodgers in the group chat. Best QB to ever play. Mm-hmm. Uh, can, you, can you expand on that a little bit more? Um. I frankly believe that Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback to ever pick up a football. In you know, there's there's a certain you know I'm not going to pretend like I w- I've watched a bunch of Joe Montana, but I'm taking it in good faith that seeing the way the game is developed um, and how it's played now, and seeing enough of highlight reel Joe Montana um, to come to the conclusion that if uh, let's say I'm drafting a team to win a game um, and I'm trying to compile the best players on that team just from a talent standpoint Aaron Rodgers would be the number one quarterback on my big board um, and I also think that in the history of, of the game there's there's nothing really that the only argument against Aaron Rodgers is uh, his legacy essentially I just think from a from a standpoint of what he can do on a football field in terms of reading a defense or making throws, or there, there's pretty much nothing Aaron Rodgers can't do that other players can do, with the exception of if you really want to go out there. I'm the biggest Mike Vick supporter, I think, on this podcast. Um, you know, he, he obviously isn't that level of an athlete. Other than that, I mean, the, you go through the, your top quarterbacks ever. Um, I don't really think that there's anything a Tom Brady specifically can do that Aaron Rodgers can't do. Um, the only argument off platform throws. The only argument you really have there is a legacy argument, which is obviously Tom Brady's legacy um, pretty much trumps anybody's. Yeah, I guess my like, I mean, I completely agree with with most of what you're saying there. Um, I guess like my, how much though does I think more than any other position, maybe even like in professional sports, like. The a skill of a quarterback is kind of directly tied to what their legacy is in like terms of like playoff wins, you know, Super Bowl appearances, Super Bowl wins, conference championship game appearances, conference championship game wins. You know, especially now, you know, even compared to when guys like Elway, Montana were playing, you know, the the quarterback position has such an outsized um, influence on on whether or not a team. Obviously, it's not. It's a still a team sport. They only play, you know, half the game, 
Um, but where do you, I guess, where do you kind of reconcile the fact that those numbers in terms of the playoff wins, the conference championship game appearances and wins and the Super Bowl appearances and wins, where do you reconcile that with like his skill set? Um, well, first of all, he's not decorated per se. This isn't, you know, Aaron Rodgers is probably, and you know, who knows, maybe he'll get a Super Bowl, another Super Bowl before he retires. I kind of hope he does for his legacy's sake, because that's pretty much the biggest hole, obviously. I think regardless of how it all finishes, there's not enough time left for him to have the requisite legacy to underline his talent. Um, I think that ship has kind of sailed. I think no matter what happens, Aaron Rodgers is going to go down as an underdecorated quarterback from a from a championship standpoint. Um, but I don't necessarily think that that is all directly uh, that he deserves to be blamed for all of that directly. I think that as long as Aaron Rodgers has been the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, they've been a Super Bowl caliber team. There have been a few instances where he came up short and could have played better to result in them, you know, specifically the game that comes to mind is the Tampa game uh, at Lambeau two years ago. That's a game where I would probably place most of the blame on Aaron Rodgers' shoulders. Um, But there's also a few other times where the ball simply just didn't roll his way. And that kind of is just the way the game goes. It's a game of inches, like people say. Um, I don't know. I'm not necessarily in a position where I'm like prepared to have some full-fledged argument about why Aaron Rodgers' legacy is it. You know why he doesn't have more Super Bowls. I don't know. Um, maybe it is a mental thing, man. Maybe it is, and maybe that's well. I, you know that. I don't. If if I could, you know, jump in, I have some interesting statistics for you, Lee. Yep. Sure. This is from. Uh, I can't figure out. Sorry, Tommy. I'll bring you in in a minute here. I have, I have a question for you, Tommy, but. Um, there, I can't, I thought I credited this guy, but there was this comedian. He wrote like this really in-depth article on this website. (laughs) And I, so, um, in, okay. So in Rogers, this is before 2021 when the article was written and I brought up the stats, but for Rogers, three MVP seasons, um, prior to 2021. So 2011, 2014, 2020, um, the, in 2011, the Packers' defense was ranked 19th. Um, the pass defense specifically was ranked 32nd. Um, the special teams ranked 13th overall, and the kick and punt return units were like 29th. Um, basically, this guy's argument was the years where Rodgers was an MVP, the rest of the team outside of the offense wasn't that great. Um, so in 2014, his second MVP season, uh, the special teams was ranked last in the league. Uh, the defense was ranked 14th. And then in 2020, uh, the defense finished 13th, and then the special teams was 29th. So, and then he said um, in the article, he said, for perspective, eight out of the last 10 Super Bowl winners have had a top 10 defense or better. Six out of the last 10 Super Bowl winners have had a top seven defense or better. Four out of the last top 10, or four out of the last 10 Super Bowl winners have had a top four defense. And then the Packers have only had one top 10 defense in the last decade. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. That was kind of a word salad. I thought that was kind of No, that, that is interesting. And I picked up on all that. I think that's kind of the argument I made when you started to talk about Brady. And there's no – Brady has the best legacy arguably in sports. There's no argument that Brady's not the greatest, quote-unquote, greatest football player to ever play the game. Um I just simply think that there's things Aaron Rodgers can do that Brady can't do. And I think the argument against that would be that Brady's so much um, – or Rodgers is so much more mentally inferior than Brady that it's resulted in him – I just don't really buy that. I just don't really think that that's the difference between – like I, I – and maybe this is controversial. I think Aaron Rodgers is simply a more irreplaceable player than Tom Brady. I think if you took Tom Brady off of those Patriots teams and replaced them with a C-plus quarterback, that the result would be better if, than if you took Aaron Rodgers off the Green Bay teams and replaced them with a C-plus quarterback. I don't think those Green Bay teams are sniffing a playoff berth, quite frankly, in you know maybe in one out of every five seasons or one out of every seven seasons they'll get a playoff berth if you put Kirk Cousins 
on those Packers teams. If you put him on those Patriots teams, there's a chance those teams end up winning Super Bowls, in my opinion. Um, yeah, for sure. I think the one the one thing I want to bring up with Rodgers in terms of, like, you're saying, like, oh, like, you know, Brady. I think there's there, the one thing to me that is, like, kind of a big blemish um, for Rodgers is his fourth quarter, like, comebacks and his, his game-winning drives. Um so here's, for example, is is a list of quarterbacks with more fourth quarter comebacks than Aaron Rodgers: Jake Delhomme, Jake Plummer, Carson Palmer, Jake Cutler, Andy Dalton, Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill, Eli Manning, Philip Rivers. The, the list goes on. And when you're talking about, I, I kind of put together like if, if you want to make like a top five, I said if you want to talk about Brady, Peyton, um, Joe Montana, Elway, and, and Rodgers, um, you know all those four guys are like near the top of those lists and Rogers is in like, you know, kind of like that range of guys that I was referencing your Andy Dalton's, your Derek Carr's, your I mean, Cutler's. My and, rebuttal would be, has anyone ever questioned Aaron Rodgers' ability to, to lead a team back to like, if you're playing against Aaron Rodgers yeah, I mean, I, and he's getting the ball that, with two minutes left in the game. I also, I also think being the, the data-driven guy I am, he didn't start for the first five years, so he's already starting from kind of behind. Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't taken a deep dive into these stats club, but I think the fact that he didn't start playing quarterback, that was a starting quarterback until he was 27 or 28 years old, wherever it was, and the fact that in the last couple of years, yeah, outside but like of the guys playoffs, like Jake, Jake Plummer or Carson Palmer or Jake Cutler, like, uh, Andy Dalton, like he's played more seasons than Andy Dalton has, than Derek Carr has, than Matthew Stafford has. Not, I don't know. He got drafted in two thousand five. He started. He started. Uh, he was a starter this, in two thousand. To me, this is an eyeballs over model argument for my end. Screw the data. I've never questioned Aaron Rodgers' ability to be a clutch quarter. I mean, that's one of the first things you think about when you think about Aaron Rodgers is his ability to be clutch. Like, I don't know if maybe that's like a faux argument, but it's the truth. I mean, he is the most feared quarterback in the league in the two-minute drill today. No, he's I not. disagree with that. I think Brady is for sure. I think Brady... Dan Stafford. I think, Are you serious? I think, I think Rodgers absolutely is. I think Rodgers absolutely I would take is. Stafford, I would take Stafford over Rodgers in a two-minute. Who wouldn't you take Stafford over? Probably Brady, but I would... I mean, I, I think Stafford and Brady are... I mean, I think Stafford... Stafford potentially might. I think in this, in I think Stafford might go down as the best like fourth quarter quarterback like ever. In yeah. terms of like he's on track to blow. In terms of fourth quarter comebacks or game winning drives, he's like on pace to blow all of these guys out of the water. In terms of where he's at, I mean, who off the top like does anyone have a better QBR than Aaron Rodgers? I I mean Lee I agree. Does anyone have a better like touchdown the, interception I, I, ratio? I didn't, I didn't disagree with the 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 original premise, which is like his, in terms of like you know to ever really play the position, like how efficiently you play it, and then obviously like you're saying Lee, there's more to this than stats. Like watching Aaron Rodgers destroy the Detroit Lions for the past decade and a half of my life, where you know it's second and ten, and he runs the hitch route to get him into third and three, and he knows if he stays in the same, four, you know, like they're going to do a hurry up and they're going to catch the Lions yeah. trying to sub guys out to get into a run defense, and he's going to claw, and he's going to, you know, snap the ball and get a five-yard penalty to pick up the first down, or when the, the, you know, the first play after the cornerback goes down, he's just picking on him immediately, going over the top to whichever receiver is matched up on him. I mean, that, that stuff is, is all like 100% there. I'm just saying when you get to that top level, Right where you're talking about, like I said, Brady, Manning, Montana, Elway, and Rodgers, he's lacking in every single kind of like category when you talk about playoff wins, championship appearances and wins, uh, Super Bowl appearances and wins, and everything. Like, and then when you talk about fourth quarter comebacks and game winning drives, again, he has more time in his career. Like the book isn't isn't closed. The only thing where he's really at the level of those other four guys. Uh, is with MVPs, and he has five, and, and or he has four, and Manning has five. Um, but all of those other categories, he's not in. He's not in. He's he's at the bottom in terms of those five quarterbacks. And I understand, like I guess, the argument of, you know, if you look at the efficiency state, you know, stats or, or whatever. But I think more than any other position in sports, those accolades matter for quarterbacks. Like more so than if we had a conversation about like Jerry Rice versus Calvin Johnson. 
right? Obviously, Jerry Rice had, like, the better career than Calvin Johnson. Sure. But, like, I'm more, like, you know, willing to be like, hey, I think, like, Calvin is the best receiver of all time. And, like, at the end of the day, like, what type of impact does a wide receiver have on a football team's ability to be successful? Whereas the quarterback position, I think, obviously, you can say, oh, he's, like, great, he does all these things. But if you don't have, like, the big numbers to back it up, when you start getting to the top, the, the cream of the crop, like I said, Brady, Manning, Montana, Elway, Rodgers comes up short in most of the major statistical categories um, there. I, I think... Compared to those other four quarterbacks. Well, I think it's how much should you weigh that, Adam? Where do you fall on the line of the debate? Lee says that I Aaron Rodgers... I think Aaron Rodgers should have... He should have more rings at this point. He should have been to more than one Super Bowl. Like... I, I, I think understand, that's, I understand I think that's the fair. teams haven't been there or whatever, especially though, especially last year. Oh, absolutely. Last year, I completely Packers agree. Won the, Super Bowl. I, I agree. the Packers I agree. should have won the Super Bowl last year. You, you, they, they crapped their pants at home against the 49ers. You would have had Stafford coming to Lambeau. You bodied the Rams in the regular season. You've basically you know beaten Stafford. And how many points did they score at home against the 49ers? Seven. They couldn't Seven. score. And obviously, like the special teams, like kind of blew it. But I don't like at the end of the day, you got scored score seven more than points. Seven at yeah. After the yeah. first drive of the game, you drove all the way down the field and like scored a touchdown. Like it was nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's it's like I there's to me like Lee like for example I mean I don't I'm not I I'm just saying this for argument's sake and just to bring it up like at the end of the day like is Drew Brees' legacy like maybe better than Rogers like in terms of like no. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I agree, no. I, but, I just like, think it's an asinine but, but, argument to make. I just think Aaron Rodgers, even if he finishes his career with one Super Bowl, he still will be a more legendary quarterback, in my opinion, than Drew Brees. Like, I, I just think that there, I it's. I think there's a certain I agree level too, of. But I'm, I think it's. I think it's. But but that's like the conversation realm that he's in right now, though. To me. Well, like, what about? To I me, think, like Rodgers is. I, I don't like 100% think on top of the Roethlisberger's. I think you have to start. You have to open up the conversation of how did this man change the position? I don't think any quarterback has changed the position more than Aaron Rodgers in our lifetime, and I, I don't think that. anybody I will. I also think I also think that Peyton Manning is a is a kind of a interesting comparable uh, because Peyton was kind of viewed in the same way that Rodgers was for a lot of his career. Uh, he was a regular season champion, couldn't get it done in the playoffs. He finally gets the Super Bowl in 06. Granted, this was a little before our time, and this is and Rodgers, we've kind of had a, a, a much a lot more context and a lot fuller of a scope on Rodgers throughout his career. But Manning, too, I think you kind of can decide, uh, dissect in similar ways in terms of like postseason success, where he was kind of on the, the short end of the, uh, end of the stick compared to Brady, was able to get his Super Bowl, but lost to the Saints in 09, and then the Super Bowl that he won in Denver – he was a shell of himself and, you know, lost his job to Brock Osweiler during the year and then pretty much just had to, like, not yeah. turn the ball over and, and ride. You don't, have to, tell Cle- you don't have to tell Clef about how bad Manning was in that last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, I think that's kind of my point where it's like, but still, like. But still, it's like again, rings, right? I, well, well, my, yeah. well my, point, my point is that, like, a lot of people would say that Peyton Manning is the best quarterback of all time. A lot of people who were more plugged into the NFL in the mid-2000s, early 2000s, a little bit before our time, would be on this podcast right now telling us that, well, Peyton Manning is actually better than Aaron Rodgers. He's the best quarterback of all time. And he revolutionized the position in certain ways that, um, you know, in, in a different way than Rodgers did. But I tend to agree with Lee. I think it's kind of similar to the LeBron-Jordan debate in some ways, where uh, Jordan is kind of has the legacy and the killer instinct, and he's the Brady, I guess you could say, in this uh, argument. And LeBron is the physical specimen who, if you put in Jordan's era, uh, a lot of people, myself included, think that he would be, you know, revered in a very similar way to Jordan is. But now we can kind of poke holes in a lot of his career, and you have the bubble championship that he won with the Lakers. And I know we're not an NBA podcast, but I yeah, think let's. I think it's similar. I think it's similar, in, though, where you can kind of like – it's this generational talent, which I completely agree with Lee. I think Aaron Rodgers like did revolutionize the position. He's doing a lot of the things that the Patrick Mahomes, the Justin Herberts, the uber-talented physical quarterbacks of this modern era are credited with doing that Rodgers was doing for a lot of time and Stafford was doing for a long time too before these guys came into the league. So um, I do – in. I do agree with Lee that I do think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback of all time, and I do think if I had, if we're drafting one quarterback uh, to start your franchise with of, of all history, I think I would go with Rodgers. 
I think, but I don't think, I don't think maybe I'm as. I think you can make a lot of different I, arguments. I, I, I think would still take Brady and, and Manning over him. I just want to put a little bit of context too. I, I think that there was a quarterback who came along, who I think could have taken the throne from Rodgers had his career not been short, and that's Andrew Luck. Um, this is this is kind of the standpoint I'm coming from. Is like guys yeah. that simply can do. They're one of a kind. They can do things other guys can't do. It's almost like God created them to play the quarterback position. And it's, that's, that's kind of where I see it with Rodgers where it's like, like, and maybe I'm crazy, you know, maybe I am crazy. I'm the guy who thinks Mike Vick is a top 10 quarterback ever. I still believe that. I I don't know. Andrew Luck in his prime. Who knows what we could have seen from Andrew Luck? Who knows, you know, where... I think it's... Yeah. Uh, let's. I mean, I think it's an interesting... I think it's almost even more of an interesting thing to, like, you know, how much... How much do you put on, like, a quarterback's shoulders for them to, like, win in spite of? Like, even, like, if you look at a Stafford, right, who goes his whole career in Detroit, 10 years, and doesn't win a playoff game, and then the first year that he's in a competent organization with a solid overall roster not to say that there weren't points uh, in his Detroit career where the roster was solid overall and there was decent coaching and everything but obviously LA was a, a big step up from the operation going on in, in Detroit and wins a Super Bowl right like where I, how wait, does that where does that factor in I guess it factors into the point where we we give quarterbacks too much credit and too much blame in, a, in the situation yeah. that they're in most often. Yeah. And I think we can we can put a bow on this, but it's true, Clep. I mean, Matt Stafford, do you think that Tom Brady is winning a Super Bowl with the 2009 through 2018 Lions? Do you think that... Maybe maybe the uh, literally the only team... I think the 2014 Lions were was like a really good team. I really mm-hmm. believe that. Um, and That's the team that lost to the Cowboys, right? Yes. Yeah. And and the team that lost to the Packers in Week 17 to like lose the division. Yep. But the that same step. That team was, dude. I mean, they had Calvin um, and Golden Tate. They had Reggie Bush when Reggie Bush was still pretty like, good. It was like the last good year yeah. of Reggie Bush. Stafford was playing great football. They had Ziggy Ansa when Ziggy Ansa was being Ziggy. They had Sue. They had Slay. They had Glover Quinn. DeAndre Levy. Fairly too. Fairly too. They had Nick Fairley. Good. They had DeAndre Levy, who's like probably the best linebacker I've seen play. Yeah. Um, in my Lions fandom, obviously, you know, not I probably wouldn't end up putting him over Spielman or whatever. But in terms of like my memory, yeah, DeAndre Levy. Like that was the last time. Again, like Tom, I always talk about those three levels. Like that was the last time the Lions had dudes. At all three levels of the defense, they had playmakers in Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate and Reggie Bush, and the the offensive line was solid. Like that team, I think uh, that's like the one, and that's the year that I put like blame on Stafford. Mm-hmm. Like he he crapped his pants in the second half of that football game. Like yeah. they, I, it should have never come down to, to what that game came down to. But and it, it, but that the whole thing, it's like it goes back to Week 17, like win a home game against the Packers to go to the playoffs, like right, like you know to to win the division. Um, so, I think obviously there's like you said, Lee. Like you get you get the more more of the brain blame, but then when things go well, you probably get more more credit than you should. Um, just to just to run through because I put these together and I, I wanna I wanna say them out loud. Um, Brady, Manning, Montana, Elway, Rogers. MVPs: Manning five, Rogers four, Brady three, Montana two, Elway one. Playoff record: Brady thirty five and twelve, Montana sixteen and seven. Elway fourteen and seven, Manning fourteen and thirteen, Rogers eleven and ten. Conference championship game appearances and record: Brady fourteen ten and four, Montana four and two. Or sorry, Montana six appearances, four and two. Elway six appearances, five and one. Manning five appearances, four and one. Rogers five appearances, one and four. Super Bowl appearances versus rings: Brady ten to seven, Montana four for four, Mon- uh, Manning two for four. Elway two for five, Rogers one for one. Yeah, I also think. What about uh, that 2014 uh, game against the Seahawks, where an onside kick is? Yeah, a, exactly. There's stuff like that. Yeah. There, there, there's yeah, always 100%. there's always nuance. Well, that 2014 year was crazy because you have the Lions Packers game week 17. I've talked about this before. Then the Cowboys Lions Cowboys every team yeah. who seemingly had an advantage from like you know Sue stepping. It was the instant karma year where where every you know. The Des um, caught it. Was that the Des caught it year? Yeah, because that yeah. was the year after the Lions. So, so what about that, Lee? If Des caught it, 
you know. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah, that, that's yeah. A, that's what I, I that's, that's but, referencing what I said at the game of inches. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then and then you know Seattle obviously gets screwed in, in the Super Bowl too. So every team that kind of won cheaply for the week before lost the next week on the yeah. NFC side in, and in also gut-wrenching fashion. It's worth mentioning, um, like Dan Marino too. Like Dan Marino yeah. is a guy who just from seeing some of his highlights, obviously way before our time, but that dude is a, is a modern quarterback who was playing in the eighties. He had an absolute piss missile for an arm. And uh, had some decent mobility and was a guy who went to a Super Bowl, I think, in his rookie year or something like that, and then never made it back again. Um, some, so it was some, you know, he, again, a guy who didn't have a lot of uh, postseason success, a lot, not a lot of the same accolades, but a lot of people would make the argument that he was the most talented uh, quarterback of all time. So I do think it's an interesting conversation, but I do tend to agree with Lee in terms of, like, I would go Rodgers, probably Rodgers, Manning, Brady in terms of, like, but I, and it also, it's like, how much do you weigh the talent versus like what you know you're getting in Tom Brady and, and an absolute killer, killer instinct. I think too, I, I just, I guess I to send it back to Lee before we, we move on here. Do you think Lee to a certain extent, I know a lot of your arguments around Brady were kind of like Bill Belichick based, like, Hey, like the team was great. Don't you think, though, that he somewhat proved that a lot of it was him with going to Tampa and just winning a Super Bowl in that first year? Not necessarily. I think Tampa was a team that was equipped to win a Super Bowl. I'd never make an argument that Brady's not a great but quarterback. Tampa, I mean, Tampa had never even made the playoffs before Brady showed up. I do think Lee over is Bill Belichick. Yeah, I mean, I think Bill Belichick is by far the best coach in the history of football. And I think that, obviously... Uh, you know, you can't really say who's who's to credit more for the, you know, for the the dynasty, the greatest dynasty in in modern sports. Um, but uh, I don't think I overrate Bill Belichick, um, and I think Tom Brady. I feel like I, think, I, I feel like it's a two part thing with that dynasty. Like the, I would say, like the first half of it is like Belichick, and then the second half is like. Brady. I think that's probably fair. I, mean, I think that's probably fair, but then I would reference the 2018 Super Bowl against the Rams, where Brady didn't particularly play a great game, yeah. and they yeah. won that game but I because think again, like yeah. But then I think you can say like that balances out against the Super Bowl against the Eagles, yeah, where like Nick Foles eviscerated them. Absolutely, or even and Brady played unbelievable. You know, or even and then and then it meets in the middle with the Super Bowl against the Falcons, where it's just like that was just a yeah. great team rising to the occasion and a great coach and a great quarterback at their peak, doing what they do best. Um, and that's what makes it so beautiful. I, I don't think I overrate Bill Belichick. I think Bill Belichick will, would have won championships regardless. You know, uh, I no, think I he's a championship coach. I, Just like I, 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 I think, think Brady probably would have won championships I think what regardless Clep too, said. unless he got pitted somewhere like Detroit. I don't know. But it's, that's the beautiful thing about, um, about that dynasty and about that story is that they kind of, I think. You know, I think I'm confident in saying that I think Brady would win championships even if he went to Detroit. Because I do think he is that built different like that. Because this was a guy who obviously got put on a, a great franchise in New England, but was a six-round pick and was, you know, be, went from being kind of like a game manager. I think Belichick essentially created Brady, what Brady is today. I think that he, Brady uh, he, would not be what he is today mentally without those fundamental years in New England learning how to work learning how to be a good leader, learning how to be a good teammate, and learning the game of football well, I think it's an impossible, from Bill Belichick. I think it's an, impossible, it's an impossible thing to verify on either side, but I think we all know what type of person Tom Brady is, and I do think that, like, I think those intangibles are there regardless of Belichick. Did Belichick accentuate them and, and streamline them? Yes. I think undoubtedly yes. But, like, the foundation was still there, that's why, I mean, I'm also excited. This is kind of a, a side point, but this really, it makes it really excited, exciting for me to see, like, how a guy like Mac Jones develops. Because to me, Mac Jones yeah. is just, like, pretty much your above-average quarterback who has all the traits. Yeah, Alex Smith. He, he has all the traits to be a solid NFL quarterback. Now, I don't know how many years Belichick has left, but if he turns this thing into, you know, the next, if Belichick coaches for 10 more years and the Patriots and Mac Jones win, like, three Super Bowls, I think that the, the, the argument changes completely and the scope of it changes completely. So that's going to be an interesting thing to monitor. I'm not necessarily saying it's going to happen, but I do think it's, like, a very 
standard and good litmus test for, um, you know, for, for that kind of conversation. Uh, we can move on. I think we've spent enough time on the yeah. topic. I hope, um, let's yeah. do, I have a, a little wheel ready to, to set the order for the QB beer draft. Okay, great. So it's, it's, it's Club, tell here. the fans what we're doing. We're doing a QB snake draft. Can, can Tommy, Tommy can, Tommy can do it because I'm spinning the wheel. All You're right, spinning I, the wheel. Uh, I have, this the, is my I, have the, I have the first and the sixth pick. Yeah, you're cute. Go, Tommy. So essentially, this is a list of quarterbacks, one through three on the depth chart across all 32 NFL teams that you'd want to get a beer We're with. We're doing four rounds. In, in talk shop. Four rounds. Four rounds. Yep. Four rounds, so 12, 12 quarterbacks, quarterbacks total. Klepp, you have the first pick. I think yeah, I know and, where this and, is going. <laughs> um, so, Lee, you're, you're second. I'm second. So you get, Great. You get two and four. And Tommy, you get, uh, no, you get two and five. I get three and four. Three, Tommy gets three. And Let's four. get busy. All right, I'm taking Stafford, first overall. Um, explain, explain. You, you, you got to explain. Gotta, you got to get give it, just, give it like yeah, 10, gotta, 15 all, seconds. I mean, first of all, it would it would go beyond me just you know wanting to to pick pick the brain of a Matthew Stafford, ask him about all the coaching changes in Detroit, you know Joe Lombardi's and Scott Linehan's and. Uh, you know all of those guys like uh, you know old old vets like Dom Raiola, wondering what those guys are like. But also, hey, he, he's a guy. Notoriously, he likes to get down. All right, yep. the picks from Jobby Nooner. All right, we got the picks from Georgia. Um, you know, he, we've seen the the pictures of him chugging beers, opening his throat, and just. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think uh, you know he's he's a guy. Not only do I think he has great stories to tell about my favorite team. Uh, but he's he's also a guy who who enjoys a brew. Also, um, yeah. I'll I'll be the first one to say, man, I uh, I enjoyed lunch and dessert uh, in Ann Arbor next to Matt Stafford. Didn't acknowledge his presence. It was a magical experience. The guy's got great energy, and um, I think it's a good pick, Clep. See, with, I think with, with Stafford, you know, he's going to be like after the first beer, you know, he'll be like, all right, let me get the next one. Yeah, you know, that, yep. that's going to happen. Yep. And and I don't, you know, it's not going to take much for for that to happen. Happen, so. I don't know if I've shared this story on the podcast before. I think I have, but when I was working over at RPM uh, Hit Gym, high intensity uh, interval training gym in uh, in Birmingham, uh, Kelly Stafford was a client there of, of the head trainer, and, and he told me a story about he had Matthew Stafford and Kelly Stafford doing bear crawls with a, with a plate in front of them, you know, pushing the plate and bear crawling, and Stafford snapped his finger, snapped his finger, pushing the plate, popped it back in, and kept yep. going. Not surprising at all. Guy plays with broken ribs. I mean, yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. You, you, you don't think a little uh, beer goes into that rehab? You're you're wrong. Yeah. You know, it's, it's part of it. Um, all right, Lee. Did you know that he's actually grew up with Clayton Kershaw? You guys yeah. <laughs> Much to the dismay of Adam Klepp, I'm going to go with my number one quarterback. Uh, Aaron Rodgers would be the quarterback that wow, I would get a Lee. beer with. You're such a um, you're such a bugger, man. What are you saying? You're such a bugger. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a guy who I think I philosophically align with to a certain extent, probably about 70%. I think there's a lot of stuff we agree on. Uh, and who knows, maybe the night could end up le- leading to a little bit of microdosing or something of that nature. I think I feel like uh, Rodgers is definitely a psychedelic kind of guy. So I'm sure getting a beer with Aaron Rodgers, I could find out some really cool stuff. And I, he just seems like a guy who I'd enjoy his company. I kind of like uh, he's smug, he's charming, he's cool. And he's the best quarterback to ever play the game of football. So um, that's that's a guy I want to share a beer with. And I'm I'm floored over here in the war room. I thought that Rodgers was going to be on the board for me for sure. Who did you think I, I was going to take? I thought you were going to take the guy that I'm about to take now, which is a shame because we've had this conversation before. It's clear that I'm the Aaron Rodgers beer guy, not that you're not, but it was clear that I was supposed to pick up. And I was supposed to do the little soliloquy, but it's okay. I've got the uh, back-to-back great pick lead. And I'm gonna take Lamar Jackson here. Yep. I'm gonna take Lamar. I'm gonna take Lamar Jackson with my first. Did you guys pick. see the Bernard Pollard tweet? It's kind of weird, yes. man. <laughs> I don't like it. It was hilarious, though. It's, it is hilarious. It, it is hilarious. Lamar uh, is just someone that I think you know. It's it's a guy that's uh, tough not to uh, to root for, and I just think that he's a type the type of dude who would show up and, and could just fit in anywhere. We've got the drinks flowing. Me and Lamar chopping yep. it up, talking some shop, talking some Louisville. Talking some some Miami, some South Florida. Maybe go down to Broward County. He shows me around. We're drinking. You know, I'm kind of becoming part of the family. Um, oh, down in Broward County, they call me Broward Tom. Yep. You know, and uh, 
And yeah, so I was I was fully expecting Lee to take Lamar, but it's okay. I'll, I'll take the trip down to South Florida and hang out with Lamar, um, drinking some drinks. And then with the fourth pick, I'm going to stay in division and take Joe Burrow. Mm. Um, Joe Cool. Overrated pick. This is, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you think that, but this is a, uh, I think this would be a, a hell of a time. I, mostly just I want to talk to LSU. I want to talk about what it was like being at LSU. Um, just a guy who I think is, is really next up in our league. It's the quarter, young quarterback that I think I have the most, um, I guess I'd say, stock and, and confidence in becoming a legend. Uh, and I just would love to, to pick his brain a little bit, um, talk a little politics, see where, he, where he's at on the, on the political spectrum, and just you know talk a little football and, uh, and hang out with Joe Cool. Talk so politics. I'll, I'll hand it over to you, Lee. Yeah, me and Burrow talk That's a little awesome. politics. I want to pick his brain and see where he's at. Uh, so it's me, right? Yes. yes, I'll be yes. happily selecting Jimmy Garoppolo as my mm, quarterback to have a beer with. I, this guy's very high on my list. Um, just a big Jimmy guy as a person. He's just got good energy. He seems like a guy that he does. He, he seems like the perfect guy to have a beer with. Not a bad wingman to have if you're going to a bar with some females at it. He's a really good-looking guy. Um, <laughs> probably a slick talker. And I just like to know, you know, he's a he's a suburban Chicago guy. Talk a little Chicago. Talk Eastern Illinois. Um, those first few years on the Patriots, um, Jimmy Garoppolo, man, big fan of his as a person. So uh, that that would be the number number two quarterback I'm drafting. All right. Um, at this point, um, I'm gonna go for you know if, if if I'm sitting there with Stafford, and we're trying to add some you know some flavor to the group, um, I'm I'm gonna bring in Gardner Minshew. Oh man, that's a good one. Wow. We're gonna have we're gonna have a nice little chat. Gardner Gardner doesn't bring the beer; he brings the Jack Daniels. Yep. And uh, we're gonna get a little a little. Uh, we're gonna have some fun with Minshew talking talking Mike Leach. Get get his best Mike Leach story. I'm sure, there's I'm sure there's more than one. Um, maybe a little a little Jacksonville talk. You know, what was it like getting traded from Jacksonville when Urban Meyer came in? What, what's he hearing about? What's going on there? Um, you know, his his life in Philly now. Um, and then I'm, I'm also going to bring Jameis. Oh man, that was my Damn next it. one. Yep, Damn. yep. I'm going to get Jameis. <laughs> next one. <laughs> oh, that's a great um, pick. I mean, he's just—he's hilarious. He's—he's he's a hilarious guy. Talk about good energy, um, man. Good energy, like it's it, there. There's it's it's mischief. There's there's a lot of mischief there. Obviously, going back to the Florida State days, but I think it's all you know in in good in good spirits. There was one Uber ride that maybe got a little iffy, but. Um, you know, I think for the most part, he, he means well. Um, he's he's a funny guy. Got got to get the backstory behind you know the the E to W speech. See really what, what was happening there. You know, even we can get a little uh, sensitive. We talk about Buccaneers going to win a Super Bowl the year after he left. You know, that's that's you know get get a little uh, introspective. See his uh, thoughts on that and, and have a great time. Um. It's a great draft pick. You got me floored here, Clef. I'm going to yeah. steal one from Tommy here. I know Tommy's going to draft this guy, but I'm going to take him right before. Justin Herbert be the next guy on my beer list. I think wow. uh, so I like soft-spoken guys. Seems pretty soft-spoken, humble. Um, I love his position on haircuts. I feel like we have a similar position on haircuts. Just buzz it and let it grow, and then buzz it if you want to get a haircut. Um, talking about Oregon, I think both his parents are professors. Maybe talk a little economics, talk some science. Uh, seems like a yeah. guy who could talk about a wide range of subjects. So, um, yeah, I, I think Herbert and I would probably get along. I really like this draft so far. This is great. He wasn't. He wasn't on my list. Lee. I'm, surpri- I'm kind of uh, surprised that you weren't a Herbert guy. But yeah, well, um, looking at the board, I feel like I just have to make this pick, and I'm gonna take Tom Brady. I'm gonna take Tom Brady. Uh, the one. The one. <laughs> the one day a year where he gets to indulge a little yeah. bit, he spends it with uh, with another Tom. Tom and Tom hanging out, having some drinks. I want to talk. I want to, you know, screw football. I want to talk about his dating history. I want to talk about. I'm going to talk about the women that he's allowed into his home, into his life, pre Giselle, maybe even post Giselle. Maybe go out in the back throw the football yeah. a little bit after a couple drinks down in Tampa. Uh, hang out. I mean, it's just it is it is a very chalky pick, and I, I mean, I am Tommy Chalk, but I think it's it would be. It'd be like having a drink with AI. Day. You ever had a drink with AI? Not not uh, Allen Iverson, artificial intelligence. Yeah, well, I, I tend to think that there is, I have a little bit more uh, faith in, in the experience as a I whole. I respect it. 
Um, and then I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Sam Darnold here. <laughs> Sam Darnold. Talk a little San Clemente local stuff. Talk about where he likes to surf. Talk some cold brew. Talk some beer. Yep. Um, I love Sam Darnold. It's a good man. pick, I don't, man. You know, yeah, it's a good I was, pick. I was wrong. I was wrong about his NFL projection. Perhaps there's still another year here in Carolina. Maybe uh, he can turn it around for me. But uh, yeah, I think Sam Darnold actually would be a great a great hang. Maybe get some uh, some marijuana in the mix. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if he likes to to blow down a little bit. Talk some Orange County, uh, some Orange County stuff. Talk some USC football and uh, just hang out. So yeah, Sam Darnold's going to be my my uh, my third pick. I'm excited to make my, my final pick here. If, yeah, so it's it's fourth fourth round, last round. I'm going to get corny with it. I'm going to take Russell Wilson as my fourth quarterback oh, to have a beer with. That's and just pick. and just get weird, man. <laughs> Nothing wrong with getting weird with Russell Wilson. I just let that man talk the whole time. Hear where the conversation went. Uh, maybe talk about being a pilot, flying flying planes. Um, talk a little Jesus, man. I, I I'd like it, man. I'd be down to uh, hang with Russ a little bit and uh, maybe get some stories about you know his college days, NC State, Wisconsin. Um, but man, that sounds like a whole heck of a lot of fun to me. I have a lot of interesting options uh, on the table here. I don't know where I, exactly I want to go. Um, While you think, Clep, hmm. I have an idea. Next draft should be a non-QB beer draft, which is like the opposite of this, where it's like quarterbacks you'd least want to have a beer with. <laughs> well, I, it's funny you say that, Lee, because I was going to – at the end of this, I was going to say let's all throw out one that we all least right, that, wanted. Well, we, we Russell Wilson we'll throw out one, picks, yeah. So. Oh, man. Uh, jeez. All right, I'm, I'm gonna go with Josh Allen. That's a great pick. I think that's. A, I think that's a. You're just getting down, dude. You're just getting. You're just yeah. like putting him back with Allen. Yeah. Like you're, he's not gonna mess uh, around. You're Wyoming not gonna have. Boy. You know. Yeah. I like that. I'm interested that none of us took anyone. Uh, I think Herbert, if I'm not mistaken, was the youngest guy taken. No, yeah, no, no. I thought about taking Mac Jones there at the end, but Mac Jones you know, definitely he's, crossed he's, my mind. He, he's Patriots. He's buttoned up. No one took Mahomes. No one took Mahomes. Um, yep. Mahomes would be fun, man. He'd be fun. Be I just right. think he's let's, kind of middle. Okay, of let's. I think he's we, married too young. He's just got a kid. Yeah. Man. I think we yeah. should. We should. No one took Dak. Yeah. I, um, I think we should throw out our pick for who we'd least likely to get a, a beer with, and just one who missed the cut. A bonus, a little bonus pick. An honorable mention in a in a anti beer pick. Okay. Um. Well, I'll throw out my honorable mention um, because I would have picked him for sure if if he was still active. But Big Ben. Um, okay. Would love to get a would love to get a beer with Big Ben. But, so that's my honorable mention since he he just retired. I'll throw out my honorable mention as uh, Matt Ryan, just a guy who Chestnut Hill guy uh, has had a long career. Um, I'm sure he's got a lot of stories. Seems like a pretty pretty decent guy. Yeah, my my honorable mention is going to be Zach Wilson. <laughs> going out to Idaho with Zach Wilson and uh, the boys, yeah. tossing some back. He's he's been in the news lately for I, I wouldn't even I don't want to talk about that. I just want to bro down with Zach a little bit. Maybe become his new Dax Milline. You know, he he, he obviously. He's Milne. Milne, man. You said Milne. Yeah, his new Dax Milne, man. Milne, man. He needs a he needs a new BFF, man. And I'm I'm here for him. You know, I'll move yep. I'll move into his his, his two bed in uh in Hoboken, and we'll hang out, toss him back, talk about how we're gonna go over five and a half wins this year, and it'll be it'll be fun. Um. Le- oh yeah, I'm least gonna... likely. I, I'll just the one that I go ahead. that uh, sticks out to me like a sore thumb is uh, is Russell Wilson. That's the that's the guy that I think I'm least. Dude, at least dude, you you'd have a you'd have a great night with Russell I Wilson. Would have you'd night. have the time of your life, dude. Until until he wants me to sit in the corner while him and Sierra get down and watch. That's no, nah, dude. That's not. Don't don't take it there, man. Don't take it there. Russell Wilson is is probably cooler than you could ever imagine. That's right. He's so corny. He's so okay with being corny. I love that. Yeah, it is. It is pretty cool. He started talking about going unlimited. One that stand. I'm gonna uh, go ahead, Clep. Uh, uh, I'm gonna change my honorable mention to an active quarterback. I'll say Matt Ryan. I, I you're you're joining me on the Matt Ryan honorable mention. Okay. Yeah. Nice. It's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Um. 
My my least, I think uh, this might be a little controversial. It'll be interesting to hear what you guys think. Uh, Cam Newton, no interest in getting a. Oh, that's that's bad. That's actually Cam Newton is one I should have picked. He's not even. I don't know. I would love to. I feel like he would. He would just. Take over the conversation. Good. Get the cigars but, out. Yeah. Man. Get the cigars out. Let Cam talk about. Dude, get Cam going on culture. <laughs> he's got a lot of things to say. Also, uh, you know, that's true. He's got some that's controversial true. opinions. I like controversial opinions. I know, I know, but I just, ah, uh, God, like getting, I think like, Cam's like, a hotel. Think about like, I know, but, like, think about like getting a getting like a beer with Cam Newton. Like I'm 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 being very literal, yeah. like in the sense like a one on one beer with with Cam Newton. I just don't think. I like, you know, Newton in small doses. I like when he's on, like, podcasts and says things. I just don't think he and I would, would uh, line up. I think, Clep, you'd have a – you'd be blowing a point one three, and he'd pass you over a cigar. You'd blow chunks all over his $6,000 outfit. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and throw one out. Um, and this is not a fade god pick. This is just, like, a guy who I think is weird and wouldn't want to get a beer with. And that's Carson Wentz. Um, yeah, Carson Wentz is weird. Really he wore a weird suit to the press conference uh, with Washington. He is kind of clammy. He comes off as like a kind of a clammy guy um, and corny in, in the wrong ways. So uh, I'm uh, I'm gonna say Carson Wentz is my anti anti. Right. Lee, I have two I have two pressing questions for you. Okay. Um, number number one, why is why is Kyler not on your list of guys you want to get a beer with? Um. Kyler doesn't strike me as somebody who I would necessarily like get along with on a deeper level than just like having maybe a. I think it might be a little awkward. Um, I think Kyler Kyler strikes me as a fairly intense person. Um, it doesn't seem like he unwinds very often. Uh, love Kyler as a player, but um, as far as who he is off the field, I, I'm not really sure, man. I, I don't know, you know, I'm, and I'm not going to pretend to know any of these people. These, this is so, all... I mean, I, I get where that is from, but it's like, for me, it's like, hey, this is your, you know, other than luck, right? This yeah. This is your other guy. Well, I mean, you if know, luck was on the list, he'd be my number more. one pick. Yeah, I know, I know. But you, you don't want to know more about, you know, your, your second overall. It's a good point. It's a good point, Adam. I'll t- don't you want to find those things out? Like, take the risk. I'll take that point. Oh, this was like this was a bad beer with like, this well, guy. Well, and it's a similar thing with Trey Lance. Yeah. It's just like yeah. some things that maybe I just well, I don't. I think we know a little bit more about Trey Lance. Uh, yeah, I... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. That's something because I, I saw Kyler's name and I'm thinking to myself, I don't know, man. I don't know if me and Kyler would jive. Uh, I don't know if we'd get that second beer, you know? Yeah. Um, All right, here's, here's my second question. You know, you're, you're going into this, you're, you're making your draft board uh, for this QB beer ranking. If Phillip Rivers were still active in the NFL, where would he be? Mm-hmm. He's up there, man. He's up there. He would have gotten drafted. He would have gotten drafted. I would probably yeah, I know, take him. Is, I, I, I think he's a first-round pick. He's probably a first-round pick. I don't pick. think he is, to be honest. I don't. I think I'd take Josh Allen over Phillip Rivers. Oh, man, I disagree. Mm, I no, probably have I Josh disagree. Allen higher. Like I think Adam got a steal at the end of, uh, but I think Philip Rivers would be in a round three conversation for me. I think my big board would be something like Rogers, Lamar, Jimmy, Philip Rivers. If he was still in the league, I think he'd probably be fourth for me. I, I yeah. I'm very happy with Rodgers and Jimmy. After that, I kind of took some risks, Herbert and and Russ. Um, but yeah, Rivers has got to be. I mean, come on, Rivers having a few beers with Rivers, man, in, in North Carolina. Let's assume. Come on, it's tough to beat. All right, that was that was good. That was um, good, man. So I have a I have a, I have a last uh, little little segment here we can do. I, I want to talk to you boys a little bit about hard knocks. Because uh, we're all we're all hard knocks guys, but I think we um, all can can maybe say that it's gotten worse over the last couple of years. Some of it out of hard knocks control, like a like a pandem- pandemic. Um, but the Detroit Lions are on are on hard knocks this year. I've been thinking a little bit about it. I just wanted to know. I don't know. Like, what do you guys expect? I think like, do you think it'll be good? Do you think we'll come out of it with a better view of Dan Campbell, a worse view of Dan Campbell? The same view of Dan Campbell, um, I guess. Like I more, I guess my question is like, how do you, do you how do you think if so, Hard Knocks could change your opinion on the Lions? Um, 
or is there anything you're watching for that like is you know that you want to see? I think there's a certain amount you can kind of you can kind of what's the word? I mean, they know when the cameras are, are on. They know where yeah. where the cameras are. I genuinely think that the only I have a pretty high I hold this Lions staff from top to bottom to a pretty high regard. So I think that the only thing I could – I really only think negative stuff could come from it. Um, I don't really think I'm going to be gleaning any – I mean I guess it would be great to see it's enjoyable and that there seems to be good energy at practice and they're, and they're getting along and, and gelling. But I kind of expect that. I expect there to be kind of a youthful feel to the staff. I expect there to be um, – it, you know, like a like a like a successful rebuild kind of feel, um, and if there's not that feel, I, I guess I'm gonna be I'm not gonna overblow it, but I'll be disappointed. Um, I'm excited about it, man. I, I think it's gonna I think it's all overblown though. I don't think it'll be too different from you know the inside the den kind of stuff you mm, get. Yep. You know, I think that's kind of what you're gonna get for the most part. Maybe you'll find out about some uh, deep cut players that you like a little bit more than you did before Hard Knocks or less. You're going to see how much of a doofus Jared Goff is. <laughs> Talk about not beer QBs. They're, they're, yeah, they're going to try and get that shot of the, the ball flying through the air with Goff, and it's just going to be wobbling yeah. like a duck. Um, I, I guess, Tommy, I don't know what if, if any recent Hard Knocks seasons like stick out in your mind. I think like the last Hard Knocks I like really enjoyed was like the Texans one. I liked that one a lot. Um, I just think of like the Browns one with Hugh Jackson. And even though it's obviously like Lee was saying, it's scripted. You know where the cameras are on. You could yeah. just tell that he was good and like not gonna work out. Yeah. <laughs> when he like got in the argument about like he's like I tell yeah. you like when the players can play or like all that kind of stuff. Like I just I am I'm fearful that I don't think it'll be like that with like Dan Campbell or whatever. But still, I think like that's what I'm scared of is like watching Hard Knocks and being like oh god like. It's not I don't good. think – I mean, I don't know. I think – If that makes any sense. I feel like my perception of Dan Campbell is, has been pretty constant. I think that Dan Campbell, I think, is getting a little overrated now, but I still think that he's a a, a good football coach that people – I don't think he's going to come off as a boob. I think he's going to come off as a, as a hardo. I think he's going to come off as who he is. But I don't think we're going to walk away from hard knocks thinking like, oh, man, like Dan Campbell isn't really what he's made out to be. I think that – Dan Campbell is kind of viewed now as like a, I don't know, like a, a poor man's like Pete Carroll or even like Pete Carroll. I, I, I think he's a guy that, like I said last year when I hired him, he's a guy that is going to get the guys going for him, but there's going to be some in-game decisions that were like, I mean, does he really even know what he's, he's doing? And I still think that might, might come to fruition. I do know that now that I'm starting to listen to kind of mainstream people's betting podcasts and NFL preview podcasts at the... The Lions are a huge darling this year, and everyone is expecting the Lions to go over the win to- total, and everyone is expecting the Lions to kind of have a pretty pretty darn successful year and be going into that Thanksgiving matchup against the Bills as a team that has a winning record. So I don't know if I'm really to, ready to hop on that train yet, but I do think that it's really going to be interesting. This is a, a pretty pivotal year, it seems like, for the Lions because a lot of media people are – it's their dar- this is the darling. This is the team that every year there's a team that goes from last to first, and a lot of people seem to think that that's going to be the Lions this year. So um, I do think that Hard Knocks will probably add to that hype, and it should be, uh, you know, it should be a pretty a pretty interesting year. Lee, before we get into, you know, obviously we're going to have the Lions preview podcast, um, but is there anything from Hard Knocks with the Lions that you know positional battle or anything that you'll be looking to, to glean from the show, or you're just going to, you know? Enjoy it for, for what it is. It is great entertainment. I'm, I'm just going to be uh, looking forward to seeing just the level of enthusiasm Dan Campbell brings to the building every day. That's kind of what I'm excited about. That's the, the original allure to why I liked him in the first place. Um, I think he just loves the game of football, and I think he loves Detroit. I think he really identifies with the whole rebuild. He identifies with the city, um, and I think that that's going to be kind of hard to miss when, when they got the cameras around on a regular basis. And just how the staff interacts with one another. From what I've read from an outsider's perspective, it seems that the staff is pretty – they have a youthful approach to coaching. They're always challenging each other's ideas. There's a lot of kind of debate going on. There's a lot of iron sharpens iron kind of mentality going on, which I really look forward to seeing on that 
uh, Hard Knocks. You know, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna Hard Knocks is gonna corn it up. They're gonna you know stuff it up with yeah. a bunch of corny nonsense, bad music, and um, weird weird shots of like Detroit that are kind of arbitrary to the to the what's going on. But uh, you know, it's exciting. It's cool. I think if any, I think it seems like a Hard Knocks team. You know. If any team yeah. is like a hard knocks team, it's like, oh, this rebuild's actually kind of cool. They're not probably not going to be great this year, but there's something going on, and you know, the city and the whole, you know, I don't know. It seems like um, two first round picks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. A lot yeah. of young guys on the team, young what staff. You, uh, so I think it'll be fun, and I think that a lot of former players on the staff. Yeah. Antoine, what Randall, do you guys uh, you know, do? Clubs and and I leave too. What is your uh, Hawkinson getting getting a big deal supposedly in the works, getting extended? Cool. I don't know, Hawkinson. Just let him let him walk. Yeah, not not a trade him. I don't think he's a. Uh, he's, I don't think he's a player you need to hang on to for dear life. But I just don't like. I mean, to me, Tommy, it's like it's first of all like drafting a tight end in the first round is just like bad for the positional value. Yep. And like we were having those conversations about contracts, right? Like the the contract value. It's almost like you're doubling down on that poor value. Decision. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I can relate, like, just, like, the Cowboys and Dalton Schultz right now. Like, he's a year ahead of Hawkinson, and, like, I don't think Doc, Dalton Schultz is – I think he's a good tight end. I think he's a good player, but I would be shocked if the Cowboys give him big money, and I think it would be a huge mistake if they were to, too. But I think in terms of, like, tight ends that are getting paid, like Dallas Goddard or whatever, like, I think TJ Hawkinson deserves to get paid. And I think the Lions – yeah, there's there just is. like a dearth of, of talented tight ends. It, it is, it is for sure. It's not a very deep position, so. But then I think you can also say like, what is the real impact of a tight end? I also don't think Hawkinson has proven that he's like a great player. I think he's fine. He's like good. He, yeah, he's he, he's not like you don't notice him being. Bad. He's he's not a great tight end, like. No. I, I don't know. I, I just think that I'm still kind of waiting for Hawkinson to like prove why he. Is considered a I top that, tight end. I mean, that that ship has sailed. Yeah, I think I think he's in the right. window of tight ends that are like good, but kind of replaceable. Yep. He's not a Mark Andrews. He's not a George Kittle. He's not a Travis Kelsey. You know, he's not on that level. Um, well, is, I think that's yeah, an yeah, interesting. He's not even like, really is close. It worth honestly, pain like players who aren't like that, like a guy like Dallas Goddard, who's like a pretty good tight end, was Jalen Hurts' number one target last year. Um. Yeah, I mean Goddard has. I also think that Hawkinson like, I think has been in a pretty in career, so. bad situation. Like he was getting treated like the number one receiver last year. Doesn't have like, and I think that's part of the reason why Amon Ra. So I think this year is big for him in terms of like Amon Ra. Obviously, is now like more of a known quantity. They bring in DJ Shark, Jamison Williams will be coming in, you know, in October or whatever it is, and you can't just like put two guys on Hawkinson anymore. Um, so I think this is kind of a big year for him to kind of prove that he. Um, you know, belongs in that conversation and in, in the top, you know, seven, top five. Lee, uh, what are your uh, college takes? Um, so I'm doing a little bit of research here, um, and I've got a few uh, over-unders that I'm excited about. So I want to share them with our, with our audience. I'm going to just reiterate yet again that <clears throat> West Virginia over five and a half I got it at minus 105. It's now minus 110 on FanDuel. Um, that's my best bet over under. It's going to be my best bet. I'm not going to find a better one than that. I think that there's. I just yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to wax poetic on it too hard. I just think that that's a great bet. I think there's a very 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 high chance West Virginia ends up winning seven or maybe even eight games this year, um, and I'm and I'm confident they'll win six games, 80% of the time. So I like that bet. Uh, moving down the line, Utah over eight and a half minus one forty. Uh, Arizona over three minus one hundred five. Indiana under four and a half minus one forty. Iowa State over six and a half even, and BYU over seven and a half minus one fifty. Can't be afraid to lay some juice on these guys because uh, I think it's worth the investment. And um, yeah, that's the, those are the early leans I have right now. Also, a really, really long shot on the BYU note. Jaron Hall, the quarterback for BYU, 
uh, I think is one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the country. On FanDuel, they took the Heisman odds down, but last time I checked, he was sitting at 200 to 1 to win the Heisman. I think if BYU kind of has a little bit of a, not a miracle year, but they tear off some wins and they're they beat a Baylor or beat an Oregon and end up, you know, in that top 12 conversation at the end of the year with one or two losses. Um, Jaron Hall will be the reason for that. Uh, he played at a Heisman caliber level for, you know, maybe a quarter of their games, which obviously isn't enough. But his dual threat ability, if he can just become a little bit more accurate as a passer, I think that he has the traits to be at least in the conversation, I don't think he'll win the Heisman, but 200 to 1, I think, is Take him number a one overall too. for a player yeah, of his caliber. I'm sure his number one overall pick is, is even. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't even think it's available. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's available. Tuesday's game in peace. <laughs>